Good morning, everybody. Welcome to a Friday edition of the show. Hopefully you are doing outstanding. And hopefully you had a good, a great Thanksgiving if you were in the United States yesterday. I'm still recovering from all the uh, all the food and everything. Good time though. We'll talk more about that in a moment. Oops, I got stuff all over. Huh. Must have stuck my hand in something. So welcome to Break the Cycle with DSD. I am your host, Dwayne. I am not a therapist, nor am I an attorney. I'm an individual much like you that has developed some tips and techniques over the course of my nine-year experience that I share with you to hopefully help you get your life back, break the cycle of toxic relationships. And if you have kids, strengthen your relationships, minimize the effects of a toxic ex. Remember that only a licensed professional can diagnose an individual with a personality disorder. I know I say that every day, but I think it's one of those things that I need to just remind everybody of. Like I always say, whenever you start going down that route, you tend to put your credibility at risk. So it's just not a good idea to do that. You want to support the channel and all the things that we do here. Please cons- uh, please hit the subscribe button. But uh, if you really like what's going on, you can become a channel member, and that gives you special badges, custom emojis, your name listed in the credits, and access to member-only events. And in December, I'll be doing a bunch of those just because I'll have a little bit more time towards the la- later half of, of the month. If you want to get notified whenever the show goes live, you can text DSD Live to 8... 8- Four four five nine eight zero zero one two eight four four five nine eight zero zero one two, and that'll add you on to the SMS list. And the phone lines will be open today. You can call in and participate into the show at one four two four three seven three five four eight three one four two four three seven three five four eight three or four two four DST Live. There's also a web interface interface that allow you to access it without having to dial. So for the people outside of the United States, you can still participate. And on that, man, hopefully you guys had a good day yesterday. I am dragging today. I probably could have, I'm probably still in a, in a turkey coma. <laughs> so this might be a more, more interesting show. We'll just see how it goes. Again, with the holiday and everything, I don't expect... A lot of people to, uh, I figure this will be a more intimate, intimate show. So we got a couple of people here. Uh, I'll just, let's see, we got a lone parent, Ire. Happy Friday, folks, is what he says. I'll just go down the list. T Solo says, good morning. Alex says, happy Friday. Right to Debbie says, happy Friday. I hope a few of us have the day off. We, we actually do. Kind of. Technically, I have to work part of the day today. Uh, oh, Miami Babe says she's working. Oh, that's a bummer. Hopefully, it's a nice casual day, though. Hopefully, it won't be too bad. I Tumblr says morning. And then Josh, or Joseph, sorry, says, I hope you USA guys had a great narc-free Thanksgiving. I did. I hope everyone else did, too. Hey, and John Steinbeck. All right, man. Haven't uh, you must? You're either. I wonder if you're off or if you're uh, actually 
in route somewhere. One of these days, we're getting closer to doing another collaboration. I think the last time, I mean, actually, I think, I think John was like the second guest on the, uh, on the podcast that I had, maybe your third, but it was a long time. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while since we've been able to, uh, collaborate on, uh, on a show together. Anyways, so I am just going to kind of freeform this one today. I didn't really think of a, of a topic. So we'll just kind of, which I probably should have considering that it's probably, like I said, it's probably going to be a, a quiet day. What I'll do is I'll just grab a question that we had yesterday from uh, a leftover question from Flying Free, and I can't highlight it because it was from yesterday's show. And it says, I, was, I think I was gaslighted last night, and now I'm questioning myself and the boundaries I tried to establish and hold. What do I do, uh, what do, I do with the thoughts mentally until I see my therapist in three weeks? Oh, that's rough. On that, if you're really struggling with it, I mean, the absolute thinking and the black hole thinking are really key. But I mean, if you're, if you're being, well, let me back up. I would definitely review those videos. Let me see if I can pull that up real quick. If you're not familiar, if you have, it's been a while. If you go to the main YouTube page and you scroll down into the mindset for narcissistic abuse recovery, we're talking about the video number two and number three. But the, the main thing on this, let me get back over here on that particular question, is recognize that you were, right? I mean, just like, okay. I mean, you, and, you are, and the person already has, right? The person is already like, hey, I think I was gas, gaslit yesterday. And now you're starting to freak out. Just slow yourself down. Acknowledge that it, that it was happening. Like, holy crap, you know, I was basically set up. And bring yourself back into the moment that you're in now. And just say, okay, you know, this is what happened. I, even if you pushed your boundaries, let's say that you, you had boundaries and now you're, you're, you didn't hold firm to them. And the reality is, is that's, that's, incre- that's very common. And it's also one of the, the side effects of, of uh, no contact. That what I mean is, is that you, you get into this mode where you, you haven't had to interact with the particular person. Most of the time, it's the same person. And you're feeling good. You're like, man, I got this. I understand all this, you know, hybrid, no contact and black hole thinking and absolute thinking. I got this. And then you run into the person and you realize, holy crap, the only reason I I had it is because they weren't in my physical space and I wasn't having to deal with, with it in real time. I went through this myself. I had uh, that little break 
and I was feeling pretty good. And then whenever I interacted with the ex, oh my God, it felt like it, it felt like everything got erased. It felt like everything wasn't uh, wasn't as wonderful as I anticipated. And I think that's normally what what's going to happen with people. So I would, you know, if you're if you're in the early stages of this and you're feeling pretty good, and you haven't seen your ex in a while, just know that there's a strong possibility probability that when you do, it'll trigger it. Now, now the last little part I want to just say on this, having and I know people get irritated with the word triggers because it's been inappropriately used by people who don't really, I think, deserve to use it, but that's a different story. But what I will say is this. If you have an incident, or an incident, incident, eh, we'll say incident, where you interact with somebody and you have that triggered response, that's just letting you know that there's more work that you need to do. It doesn't mean that you're, you're stuck with this and you're never going to to uh, move beyond it. It just means that, okay, you know, all right, there's still some more stuff I need to heal. There's still some more stuff I need to, to get through. It's not pleasant. doesn't feel good, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're in this really bad spot. The, the reality is it just means that there's more work to do. And what I'll tell you, like for me on this show, I mean, you guys bring up stuff, you know, almost every day whenever we're doing this, that if I was still triggered by it, I wouldn't be able to objectively use it, right? I mean, those stories and examples that you guys go through would absolutely back in the day when someone else, before I was doing the show, would bring something up. I would have this visceral response and it would draw me right back to the moment. Similar to what I was talking about when I would interact or have to bounce, you know, bump into the exit of school function or something. And, and it would be like the pain was like it never left. So just if you find yourself in that mode, just real, remember that uh, it's just letting you know that you still have some more stuff to work on and heal with. What I would do, going back to that original comment, which I don't know where it went now. Crap, it's gone. Uh, from whoever said that. Would, uh, God, that always messes me up whenever, <laughs> whenever things disappear. Um is just basically work on that issue whenever you get back to your therapist, say, okay, you know, I had this incident and this is what happened. This is the way I felt with it and try to tie back to what it really, uh, the core issue. Sorry about that. Uh, people on the podcast didn't see that, but I just was, I went through a sneezing little fit. Oh, man. All right. I see Miami Babe has a question, so I'll grab that one. So this question, we, we haven't been to court, but the ex is trying to act all nice and cooperative. 
What's the approach if the ex keeps avoiding the mediation with the let's just talk approach? Actually, I didn't think you were going that. I thought that was going to go someplace else. Um, well, God, that see, that one's a rough one. So it kind of depends on, on what you've already been through, right? And what I, what I mean by that is if you guys have tried to talk and were able to come up with some agreements, then maybe there's a benefit to it. But, but here's the reality. This, okay, so, all right, let's say this. This is going to be some assumptions. But most places, before you can, at the beginning of the process, the first thing you have to do is you have to do mediation. So, I mean, assuming that you are getting ready to go to court at some point, excuse me, and you'll have to at some point. The only, okay, the only caveat being, let me back up. If you guys were able to come in to court with a stipulated agreement already, like you walk in, boom, and like, hey, this is, we have it all, we all agree, we're ready to sign it, eh, maybe, maybe they wouldn't make you do mediation. But typically, if you, if there's outstanding issues, the first thing they do is they make you go to mediation, see if you guys can do a mediated, mediated agreement. Um. The, the, my fear on that Miami babe is that if you, that it, it could be a ploy to either push things out, which actually that's, it, it, you'd have to add more information. But what I would say is if the let's just talk nice and cooperative phase is working and you can communicate back and forth to hammer out the shell of an agreement, there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. The problem is if I'm trying to say, basically it's, are you getting any head? If, are you making any headway? And if you are, then, you know, fine. Uh, the problem is getting back to that is that typically nice and cooperative is, uh, is a smoke screen and it's, you know, I have a, some, I have an old video called beware of the nice, which talks pretty much like this. It's like, okay, if all of a sudden, you know, monster is starting to be nice. Yes, there is a chance that they have decided that, okay, you know, this has been stupid. I don't need to do this anymore. However, <laughs> however, typically it's to get you in a false sense of security for a, an attack that is imminent, uh, I see. I can't even. I can't even say the name uh, Ahmed. If I'm saying that right, it says watch out for delaying tactics and time wasting. Yeah. See now the the flip side to this that's kind of interesting is typically <clears throat> typically the person who's whenever he's talking about money. Well, let me back up. Typically, the person who's delaying and wasting time is in a better position, right? It's like. Okay, like in my situation, my ex wanted to run out the clock because the money was going to go down and the custody was going to be, you know, was going to change. So it wasn't in it wasn't in her best interest at all 
to try to expedite anything because all it meant was is that she was going to lose control of the kids and she was going to lose a significant amount of money. So, you know, I mean, the, 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 the question on that would be is like, why? What is the tactical advantage for them or for this particular, for, for Miami Babe's situation to, to run the clock out? Now, let me say this. If the person wants to have this connection with you and they want to still be able to communicate and they don't want you to basically just cut them out of, cut them out of your life, that, that has been a, a tactic that they will use. Like, let's say if you don't have kids, and I don't remember if Miami Babe does, but if you don't have kids and once this is over, it's done, and the likelihood that they will ever have any opportunity or a real opportunity to interact with you ever again is sometimes they'll do the delay tactics for that. So it just, it, it just really depends on what you're, you're trying to accomplish. All right. Let's see here. North South says, my ex-wife, bar, I don't know what that means, in mediation, wanted $2,200 a month, plus I would get supervised visits at $450 a month, leaving me with $600 whole dollars a month to live on. There is no nice. Isn't it amazing? It's like you go into mediation and it's like, okay, I want everything. I want to start with, I want you to cut your heart out and put it on the plate and then we'll go from there. It's like, wait a minute. I kind of need that. No, you don't. <laughs> you don't need that heart. You never used it anyways. See, that's the sad part is you go into mediation and it's like, you know, not, not as technically mine didn't, didn't pull that, but the me our mediation basically started out with well i want full custody <clears throat> you know he can i something along the lines of he can see the kids every other weekend and that would be sufficient <laughs> and i'm just like what and she didn't even mention moving you know that that was weird because for the longest period of time she was uh she was not she didn't make it a move away until uh the custody evaluator got involved so I'm not sure. It was just, it was weird. You know, you go to mediation and it's like, I want everything and they get nothing. What's wrong with that? <laughs> uh, and uh, North South, man, I remember the days when I was under $1,000 for the month. And I'm just like, I don't know how I'm going to survive. You know, my rent... My rent at the time for this place before they raised it was what was it like eight fifty a month? You know, I mean, so eight fifty and then electric. I mean, it's just there wasn't enough money. I mean, there was there was not enough money to pay the bills to keep the lights on. You know, and that was back whenever I was paying the most amount of money, and I had to pay part of her attorney fees. That was, that was funny. That, I, that was amazing. That was like, okay, you're ordered to pay $2,000 of the attorney fees and you will pay, I don't know, you know, $100 a month until it's paid off. And if you miss one payment, then all of it's due. <laughs> I'm like, 
well, that's just great, you know, because yeah, if I can't afford anything and then I can't make it now you're making, I mean, it's like, I mean, I get what they're trying to say is don't play games with it. It's like you're being ordered to pay, you know, you don't have to pay the whole thing up front, but it was just, I'm just like, I don't, it's like, what, if I don't pay you, I don't have any, I don't, anyways, it was the whole point of it was, is like, well, if I can't pay you the hundred bucks, how in the hell am I going to pay you the 2000? And then the interesting part was, is the court order said I could pay by, I don't know, like the 15th. So the, the first month, you know, on the second, I was getting letters from her attorney saying, you haven't paid, you haven't paid. Where's the money? Where's the money? Where's the money? And I'm like, holy crap, lady. Freaking order said I had until this date. You know, I haven't got paid yet. Shay says delay tactics were the only strategy the ex used, and he was very creative about it too. That and drop the divorce, uh, please. And then it was or else. Oh yeah, see that's uh, sorry I read that I was I was thinking the words were going a different direction, but but that is a that's oh my god that is so common. And I'm glad you mentioned that. So, so keep that in mind too, is that oftentimes what a toxic person will do is they will play nice. They will, they will, they will be friendly. They will do all that stuff. And then basically in the background, they're setting up their, their, uh, let's see how, how early are we? Eh, we're 25 minutes in. They're setting up their kill shot and trying to basically have you completely guard down, defenses down, shields off to where you basically get blindsided and you're not uh, not anticipating it. That basically happened to me. The only difference is, is that I was anticipating it. So I, I was like, all right, I can plan like this isn't going to happen. But my gut feeling is this is going to happen. So it didn't surprise me. What you don't want is you don't want to walk into court thinking, oh, this is fine. We're, this is going to be, we're, we're not like those toxic divorces that everyone talks about. I mean, you know, we're mature people and we've talked about this and we're good. And you walk into court and you get slammed with, uh, you know, um, either a protective order or uh, something that says, you know, I want full, you know, like let's say you were talking about, oh yeah, of course we'll share custody. And then you walk into court and it's like, I want full custody and supervised visitation and, and full financial disclosure. And I want them to pay for everything. That's what kind of what happened to me. Um, they asked for me to pay full attorney costs and, and, you know, full custody. And it was just like, what the hell? But again, I was anticipating it. So I wasn't happy about it, but it wasn't, uh, it wasn't surprising. All right, let me look at the rest of the comments, and then it looks like there's a caller, and I'll grab that in a moment. Me, or M-E, says it took three years to get my ex to leave us alone. Uh, the tables, HV, certainly turned. Oh, the tables have certainly turned. We are no contact per the court. Our family wizard is a lifesaver. Absolutely. All right, so I am going to go to the caller over here, and it says that it says Cal Coast Evaluation, Mediation, and Agreements. Hello, and welcome to the show. Hello, Dwayne. This is Craig. How are you? I'm doing good. What did you say your name was? 
Craig Foster from Dallas, Texas. Hey, you know, I was wanting to talk to you. How are things going, man? Man, everything's going well, man. Thanks to DSD. You I mean you really saved my my life and watching your videos uh kinda got me in the right direction and everything's going good now, Dwayne. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, actually. I'm doing better now that you called. And let me just throw this out here for people who are, who are because you haven't called them before, so people might be going like, "Well, who is this guy?" Yeah, no, I have not. If you if you guys remember the story where I talked about a person who was set up by his ex, you know, I mean, and then his his ex ended up going to jail, and then he had a, his mother in law had custody, and then just a whole shit show started, and he was able to to just knock it out of the park. And, uh, uh, I, I, now you're on permanent orders now, right? Yes. I'm, I'm under a permanent order. Judge finally heard everything and I was awarded sole custody. And in the uh, hearing, the judge actually made her pay the attorney's fees for <laughs> the, uh, final hearing because he was just so irritated with her. Yeah, guys. And, and what, um, and what, know, per- these, 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 False out. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to actually you're getting ready to say it. I was going to say they were throwing out a ton of false allegations. They tried to turn around and, and, you know, they denied, took his or basically arbitrarily took his custody away, then went back to court for an emergency order. And uh, I mean, we're really trying to erase you out of the picture. And I remember the first time we spoke, you were you were not doing real well. I mean, I, I remember you. I. I remember that conversation vividly because I remember asking you questions like, okay, well, what happened here? And I'm like, well, that doesn't sound horrible. That's kind of interesting that the judge said this and that. I'm like, man, you might be doing a little bit better than you think. <laughs> and and ultimately, well, that yeah, was exactly. the case. And, and you're correct. Yes, it was. But, you know, when you first start going through this and you're oh, going yeah. through all the emotional distress and, you know, not only that, Dwayne, but, you know, about five years before all this happened, I had done a 90-day incarceration for false allegations. I was arrested. I couldn't afford bail. And uh, that's when I, I had heard about Caleb Leverett. Yeah. And that's when I, you know, kind of really turned on to you because it's like, man, this, this, this happened to this guy in Texas. I'm from Texas. And, you know, Texas is kind of ruthless on men. They don't want to get yeah. custody to men. Um. But, you know, after, you know, everything had kind of come out and the judge saw what happened, you know, in our first initial uh, court where temporary orders were set and he took away visitation from me. Yep. I think he saw, I think the judge, you just have to really be patient, people. This will work out. It takes time. I know it financially and emotionally destroys your life for, I mean, for me, I mean, it destroyed me for nine years, but, um, just, just be, just be patient. Watch all of Dwayne's videos, and you will get through this. Ultimately, it's, it is devastating. Um, you know, but when that first temporary order came out, I thought, man, like this is the end of my life. Like the judge yeah. bought her story, he took away my custody, and I wasn't looking at the bigger picture. When the, when the temporary order came out, the judge did restrict my visitation. However, he made her pay for the custody evaluation. He yeah. made her pay for the parenting courses. He did not increase child support. So in a way, the judge did kind of throw me a few bones. Now I understand he did throw me a few bones. But at the time, you know, you're not you're not seeing it because you're just going through the ringer and spending yeah. all this money, and they're asking you to pay all their fees when all you've done is do what's right the whole time. 
Yeah, and let me just add in because I mean, it, it, uh, in in the context of the story, because people may may not have figured or or caught it, but that that nine year ago situation where you had to where you were arrested, you were set up. Your ex basically planted yeah. crap in your house, drugs in your house, broke into it. You call the cops because your house has been broken into. They find stuff and then just say, oh, it's yours, and just completely railroaded you. So you were also, on top of everything else, dealing with the PTSD of dealing with law enforcement and being in court, that you were also being incredibly triggered by all of that while going through this. And and I remember when we... Because yes. we talked about like shortly after you had our, the temporary orders. And I remember when I asked a question, and I'm like... And I remember saying... I think I said, hey, look, sometimes... They have to err on the side of caution. So, you know, the ex has made some allegations. They have to give some time to let the process go through. It was like what you were talking about. But the key indicators for me when you said that was that they didn't adjust, they didn't adjust child support. They made them pay for everything. It was like, huh. And it's really hard sometimes to see the nuances whenever you are being thrown a bone. But in the grand picture of it or the, the small picture of it, you don't see it. You're just like, oh, my God. You know, they're, they're doing some of these things, which means they must be believing it, which means I'm going to lose, you know? I mean, if I remember correctly, when we spoke that first right. time, you were about ready just to, to wash your hands of it and say, okay, I'm done. Just, I can't do this anymore. So. Yes, that that's exactly where I was, Dwayne. I mean, I just, I just wasn't here anymore. Just like mentally, I was just spent. I was just spent going through the hoops and you know i just want to put this out there for all the listeners when that temporary order came out and the judge restricted my visitation to nine to five first third and fifth weekend saturday and sunday i basically had bank hour visitations first third and fifth weekend no holidays no summers no extended weekends none of that stuff so when the judge made his final order that's what he gave the other party when he made his final order. He gave them that visitation schedule, except only one weekend a month. And and was it supervised or not supervised for them? I can't remember. It, it is it is supervised for them. Yes. Yeah. So I'm I'm glad to hear that everything is going going uh, still going well with all of this. I imagine they're, they're do they even see the kids anymore that month? Do they even exercise that visitation? Mm -hmm. No, they don't. They don't call. They're they're so furious. They don't even like. They just kind of ghosted us and the kids. Well, and it's because it's not about. The, it was never about the kids. It was about winning, right? I mean, because if it wasn't about that, then you would call, you would still call your kids and you would still see them whenever you could. Um, I, I'm happy for you, man. Here, I needed to do this. Let me let me do this. Congratulations, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you just you just got to hang tight, man, and, and watch all your videos. And, and I didn't know anything about, you know, I heard in one of your videos something about flying monkeys. Yeah. So I had looked that up, and, I mean, yeah, they will use any tactic, any people to turn them against you, to, you know, do what they want, want, you, want them to do in court. You've got to just not listen to that stuff. The facts will, if, if you go in there speaking the truth and the facts, it, they, the courts will find out about it. Yeah, you just but but the, the caveat is the, the caveat is is you have to be incredibly calm through it too because you can go in and, and speak truth and facts but do it in a way that undermines your entire credibility and not get the outcome that you got. I mean the, the, the benefit you had is you were able to calm down, 
stay focused on the big game or on the on the on the war like i often talk about not get distracted by the little skirmishes that were happening and stay true to you know stay true to what you needed to and you won i mean so i'm happy for you man that must have made for a nice thanksgiving yesterday it, it did, man. They didn't call. I didn't have any issues. I didn't have to jump through hoops to get my visitation done so they could, you know, do what they needed to do. It's just been so much better. I mean, just with these people basically going no contact with us. And, you know, at first I kind of thought it was about the kids, but whenever I saw everything she had asked for, it's like, yeah, no, this isn't about the kids. This is about you extorting me and yeah. lying to the court. Yeah. No, they wanted yeah, that, they that, wanted money and they wanted that, that you be, out of the time. It should be a crime. It absolutely yeah, it, should be. It should be a crime. It, it should it should be a crime and she should be facing charges. I know, man. But, you know, that, that's a whole other thing. You know, the, you you probably got the best outcome that we, that we could expect in this day and age. But you're right. This this needs to get to the point to where it's like, "Oh, wow, you made a bunch of false allegations." Well, that's, you know, Guess what? That's uh, false police statements. That's whatever. There's all kinds of, I mean, there are all kinds of statutes that it is illegal, but it's just, they'll never push it on a family, uh, a family case because, right. you know, it's like they give everyone a pass. They're like, okay, well, well, you know, they understand, well, one, they want the money, right? I mean, that's part of it. And the, but the second part of it is it's like, they look at it and go, well, you know, we don't necessarily want to throw people in jail for this. However, if it seems, especially in Texas, it seems if you're a guy and you and you fall on the bat on the wrong side of the family court system, they tend to not have a problem doing that. I'd be curious if there's any if there's any women out there who have who are in you know in tech or wherever who have actually been held accountable in court and had uh, had to do a contempt charge or something. Let me know. And don't even, I mean, don't, you don't necessarily have to comment. If you don't want to like put that out there and have it associated with your name, just drop me a, drop me a note or a voicemail or something. I would just be curious because I have to date, I've not heard of someone going through that, a, a, a woman going through that part of the family court system. I'm sure it happens. I just haven't heard about it. Anyways, I, I interrupted you. <laughs> what were you going to say? Well, yeah, well, not only that, um, you know, my attorney, when we had that emergency hearing and the judge did change custody and, you know, he made a final order out of that emergency hearing out of that three hour hearing, rather than having our two day trial, like we had had talked about. Right. Um, you know, the the attorney told me, she said, you know, in a way this is kind of unconstitutional, uh, for, you know, the judge to make a final order without having a trial, but you just presented so much that the judge, like, he couldn't leave the kids there. Like, he had to change. And the attorney told me, you know, like, my criminal situation when I was falsely arrested and wrongfully uh, jailed. Right. Um, she said, your case is, like, one out of 500 that I've seen this judge do this. So, you know, the tables have turned, and it just feels good to finally be out of that, that court system. Yeah. No. Uh, something I wanted to ask you, Dwayne, sure. and like I wanted your advice on this. Um, how do you how do you recover, and how do you stop the PTSD from the financial ruin and um, the paranoia of police? Like, how do I? I mean, I'm not one of those people that say, you know, let's defund the police and you know, let's get rid of the police. Yeah, yeah. No, I know what you're saying. I no, am you, you, paranoid. You know. 
it's like this, Dwayne. A, a cop could, you know, maybe get behind me or pass me on the street, and I'll, something will trigger, and I'll just start shaking. Dude, like, I, how do I? You know what's weird that? is I I haven't had the experience you have. Plus, I grew up with with law enforcement, right? My my entire, you know, my mom, my dad, and my brother were all in law enforcement. And if a cop gets behind me, it makes me nervous. And I don't even have your 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 thing. I mean, the reality is is it takes time for the PTSD to subside. If it really is affecting your life in, in I mean all, I mean really freaking you out like you're constantly paranoid about it, then I would find a trauma therapist that could help you work with processing that. Now and if you did that, that would also help with the financial stuff and everything too. Now, on the finance side of it, I don't know. First, does that make sense with what I'm talking about with the with the with that particular trigger point with the cops? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. I mean, I, I guess it's just going to take time. But like I said, I mean, it's been almost a decade, and I still have these. Dude, you went to dude. I, you, okay, let me back up. You were falsely arrested for something that you didn't do. You didn't get your day in court. You know, you had, if I remember correctly, you had to plead down to it, you know, I mean, and you had to spend time in, in jail. That is a traumatic, I mean, un unless yes. you, unless that's your background and you come from that and, and it's like everyone in your family goes to jail and it's a rite of passage, it's a traumatic experience. So you were going to, to have that, uh, you know, I mean the, the flip side, something, so, so your experience makes sense, Right. Now, the way to work mm -hmm. through that, the other thing you could do is, like I said, the trauma therapy. Um, and then the other thing, and you probably won't like this idea, is if you, uh, I don't even, and double check if you can, right? Because maybe because of what your legal response, maybe it's a problem. But, but you could, uh, like if your lo local law enforcement thing does, you know, the coffee with a cop thing, sometimes they do those community outreach programs. Go to something like that because it's in an environment to where you could just have a conversation and meet some people in that environment or even ask to do a ride along with it. I mean, you know, but but I, I'm sure as I'm saying that you're probably thinking like, are you out of your mind? The last thing I want to do is be anywhere <laughs> near. But but what I'm saying is, is that if you could find ways to and I would really dude, I'd really encourage you to work with a trauma therapist and they would probably after a while, some of these suggestions they might want you to do. But I'm, what I'm saying on that is that way it, it, you don't have this like, oh, my God, this person you know, destroyed my life and I don't want to be ne anywhere near him because they can they could continue to do that. It's just something to think about. Um, I mean, after a decade that you're still having that and I know when we talk, spoke before, the uh, even going to court was causing you a lot of stress, you know, I mean, because of that other yeah. experience. You know, most people just deal with the stress because you're unfamiliar with it. You know, it's serious. You don't know what's going to happen. Um, and, you know, you're already paranoid, but you had already gone through an experience where you expected that the law, you know, it's like, okay, well, this is bullshit. This is not going to, I mean, they're, they're, I, I didn't do this. I don't do this. And you basically got railroaded. So your, your reasoning for your PTSD on that absolutely makes sense. So, that's what I would recommend for you on that side of it. On the financial side of it, I'm trying to remember. I have some videos where I talk about rebaselining your life. Let me see if I can find it real quick. 
And uh, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure whether it's where it's at, but but basically, you have to kind of let go of what happened in the past with the money, and it's not easy because it's really annoying whenever whenever you can look to some event that was never should have happened in the first place. And now you're financially ruined just because somebody basically ran you through that. And I, I went through the similar, similar thing where it just, it irritated the hell out of me. I'm like, I can't believe that everything I worked 40, you know, 45 years, 43 years of my entire life. Well, I mean, okay, technically part of that was when I was a kid, but I mean, you know, the, the 30 some odd years where I was basically trying to build my professional reputation and my retirement account and everything. It was all, it was all obliterated. Everything I had spent two decades of my life building was erased in a fucking week, you know, sorry. And, uh, yeah, that, no. And my point is, that, is that that's kind of where I yeah. was, you know? And, so here's the thing, man. So I, I, I can, so I can completely relate. Right. And I was very angry for the longest time. Every time I had to give her an extra dime, I'm like, screw her. You know, she's already taken, you know, she shouldn't get anything else. I mean, and even to the point that I didn't even want to want to, uh, well, one at the beginning, I didn't have any money to help like the kids buy Christmas presents for their mom or anything. And then it just got to the point where I'm like, no, I'm not, you know, that, that chick doesn't deserve a dime. I wasn't looking at it that that the kids it was would have been for the kids not for her but I was just so angry on it. My point on this is that right. I had to rebaseline my, my my life. I had to look at it and say, "Okay, you know what? My life a year ago is over. I can sit there and dwell on it and I can ruminate about, you know, where oh my god, had this not happened. You know, if she would have just got hit by a truck, I would have been, you know, a millionaire now, which effectively probably would have been true, but but it doesn't accomplish anything. I mean, here's the reality of it, right? Minus this experience, something else could have happened. You know, in our, you could have gotten hurt on your job and lost, you know, and been unable to work and lost everything. And people go, th the difference is, is that when something like that happens and it's just, it is what it is, it's like you can kind of deal with it a little bit better, right? You're not angry because you got sick and you lost everything. You're more grateful that, holy crap, at least I'm still alive at the other end of it, right? The problem is, is that yeah. you have a person who basically took their finger and mashed the destruct button and they did it while smiling at you and you just destroyed everything. And it's, it's, it's tough. You just, it takes time to make your peace with that. And to say, okay, you know, and primarily this is the way I, I was able to deal with this. And, and maybe this will be helpful for you. And that is, I looked at it and I said, okay, I can continue to be angry about this. I can wake up every day pissed off that I don't have the, the resources that I should have because of the crap that I was, that this ex has brought up, you know, brought upon on me. And I, you know, you're absolutely, I say this a lot. I mean, you're, everyone is absolutely correct to be angry about what's happened to them. But at some point you have to look at it and say, well, is that, is that serving you, right? Okay, yesterday you got up, you were angry and you're pissed off about it. So now you're today. So if you spend that same amount of energy doing it, does it change anything? Does it make you any more money? Does it, does it help you financially or help you in your future? Does it, does it even help you to be happy? And for me, I finally just got to the point that the answer was no, then it wasn't worth it anymore. And I just slowly started saying, I'm not going to think about this. I, I can't keep focusing on it. That's why I kind of finally just said, okay, I'm going to flip a switch and say, okay, baseline, this is today. 
You know, I'm not going to think about where I was in my career. I'm not going to think about, you know, what was in my bank account before, what was in my retirement account before, because I can't do anything about it. So all I can do is try to make, you know, try to start over and say, okay, today is the baseline. I'm, you know, I'm here and every, and if I, once I did that, once I was able to do that way back when, when the numbers were really bad and I was basically living on top ramen and credit cards, <clears throat> excuse me, every time things got better, it was like, Hey, things are improving. Right. I mean, if I looked at my situation right now and I said, and I compared it to where I was before, I'm still in the negative. But if I look at my situation to where I was five years ago, I'm doing pretty good, right? But the problem is, yeah. is you have to stop looking at it. Like, okay, for instance, I could turn around and I could say, I should have a house. I should be able to pay for a house. I should have a brand new car. I should have, I should be being able to put hundreds, you know, $500 a month to my retirement account and it should be ballooning up and I should be on track to retire and uh, none of that's happened. And instead, you know, I'm, I have a, what, a 2015 car, which is pretty, I mean, that's, you know, hey, you know, whatever. But I mean, I had to pay on that for four years and then refinance it to pay on it for another four years because I couldn't pay it off. I mean, so, I mean, I'm paying on a car that I shouldn't, you know, that's, that's undervalued, right? I mean, I'm, but, but, <laughs> but that's the situation I'm in. Well, you do. But, but what do I, I mean, yeah, but what it is is like, okay, I'm happy that I have it. It's like, all right, I'm not thrilled about it, but I like the car. Every time I get into it, I feel happy with it because it's nice and it gets good gas mileage. You know, I'm still, I still have my truck, even though now it's starting to tick, which is kind of scary. But, um, you know, I mean, I, it's like, I'm doing okay. So I have to, you have to compare it to that baseline bot. I mean, that's what I would recommend you do is, is go back and say, okay, you know, let's say three years ago or five years ago or whatever it was, was the, the low point, that's your baseline, right? And you can't look at it like, God dang it. You know, that's what I was, you know, that baseline was when I was 18 years old, not eight, you being 18, but equivalent to, you know, when you were a kid working at some stupid low level job, a minimum wage job or whatever, you can't look at it that way. You just have to say, okay, here's the baseline for that period of time. And I'm building up from there. And even from talking to you before, I mean, it sounds like you're, from what I remember before, you're actually doing okay right now, but you can't compare it to what it was before. Do you follow what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I do. There's uh there's one more thing that I want to ask you, sure. Dwayne. And this is something that's been rattling around in my mind. And I don't know if you'll have the answer. It, it, it might seem a little out you know, left field kind of, but in your opinion, after this lady basically got destroyed by her own evidence, <laughs> um, do you think she'll be back next year to refile and go back to the court and, you know, do this shenanigans again? Maybe it depends. It depends on how, uh, well, one, the benefit. Okay. I mean, I don't take this the wrong way. Or I guess maybe I should say anyone else don't take this the wrong way. I mean, you're dealing with a bunch of uh, nicely dirt bags, right? You know, I mean, they're not exactly well-funded. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, trailer park. Yeah, yeah. Um, as a result of that, the resources that they're going to have to do stuff is a lot less, right? I mean, part of the reason they were doing this is they were trying they, they, they were trying to get full custody. They were trying to get you to pay as much as possible, and they were trying to basically kind of put you on the ropes. You basically turn the tide. Correct. So they're kind of in a position now that if they wanted to come back to court, they're going to have to 
come up with money to do it. So I wouldn't completely rule it out, right? I mean, I mean, don't make yourself paranoid about it, but at the same time, don't think that nothing's going to happen. I mean, I would have like a contingency plan in case some stupid thing happens. But the the flip side to this is they lost so bad in this. This is what I what I typically talk about with a crushing uh, defeat. Is it's uh-huh. you know it's this is their grabbing the hot plate on the stove and burning their hand. And there's a you I guess percentage wise I would probably say there's a thirty. 30%, 20% chance that they would try to come back and do something. And the rest of it would be that they're just going to basically just, they'll live in the fact that you're your scumbag, that you you lied to the court, that you manipulated them, that they're the victim and that you took the kids away from them and just, and just relish in that. But, but that's what she said. <clears throat> you know what she told me after this was all over? She told me in an email, she said, I know you paid off the counselor. I know you paid of off course. the attorneys. I know you paid off the custody evaluator. She said, I think you may even paid off the judge. And I said, Sherry, you are outside of your mind. I would never do that. That is criminal. Just like what you did. That was criminal. Yeah. That's surprising. I, I mean, you didn't, I didn't, I didn't know that part of it, but I, I, uh, I fully expected, I mean, that, that absolutely doesn't surprise me. Uh, the only thing I would tell you on that is um, you shouldn't even have responded to that. Uh, th- I would go back well, and look. Her, I said, it sounds so bizarre yeah. for you to say that. I spent $30,000 just jumping through the hoops that you basically convinced the judge to make me jump through. Right. And now you don't like it? You asked for all this, and now you don't like it? Dude, they don't, they, I mean, they, they're don't... focused on their own reality. I mean, so it, like I said, it absolutely doesn't surprise me. That they're and, and hopefully here's the deal. If they believe that and they think that they have no way to win, then there's a chance that they might just leave you alone. They'll go around and tell everyone that you're you're you know tell that story to everybody. But uh, um, if they believe that, which they probably you know it's hard to say. You know you you're you're probably in a pretty in the best situation you can be in that this person will leave you alone. Okay. That that's that's kind of what I was hoping to hear. That I was in that good situation, just like we talked about. You know, several months ago, you were like, "You're you're in a good situation to get the outcome you want." Yep. And for the people that are listening, you know, y'all y'all you people need to understand this. If if you're dealing with somebody who obviously does have a personality disorder, I'm not diagnosing anybody, but people who are covert in what they do, be very careful because those are the dangerous ones. Oh yeah. If they're nice to your face and do something different behind your back or their actions aren't following their words, be mindful of that. Don't fall into their games. Absolutely. Hey, man, thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. Yeah, Dwayne, thank you for the conversation and thank you for your channel. Um, I I really think this channel is what ultimately helped me win my case other than the perseverance, determination, and the help of my wife and it's just, it's just been a journey, man. It's just been a story. I mean, gosh. Mm. Yeah. And- well, well, thank you, DSD. And for all the listeners, you know, let's all try to come together and donate at least $5. Let's help DSD. You know, he's providing a service and he's changing people's lives. And we need to, you know, help him change his life and keep his lights on as well. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> thank you. All right. <sighs> You know, okay, and on this, so I got to do this again. I love hearing good stories. 
I've been meaning to try to close a loop with, with him. Uh, it's been a while. I was actually thinking about it the other day. I was added it on my to-do list to, uh, to try to get back with him. Ah, Oh, Merge says, is this guy on Discord? I don't think so. Craig, if you're still listening, man, you should uh, join the Discord. I mean, you have a lot of uh, uh, your story of perseverance and success is, would definitely be inspirational for people. I don't, you know, if you're interested in anything on that, I like on that. But, uh, and on that, if you do want to support, you know, the channel membership is, a, is one way to do that. Ah, <laughs> oh, that is so awesome. I, I, uh, you know, it, it's tough because you can look in these situations and, and, uh, you know, you never know how they're going to go, but, uh, what it does seem is, is a lot of the people that, that, that call into the channel, you know, they don't start out this way. They don't start out like, Oh, I'm going to win. Everything's going to be, be great. It generally starts out with, Oh my God, this is a disaster. I'm going to lose. Everything's going to go to crap. And one of the, the, the most exciting things about the channel is seeing people go through that process of despair and get to the other side of it. Not, I mean, not everybody has a, a, an outcome like this last caller, but, but uh, generally things tend to, to turn out. Uh, there was one comment I wanted. I wonder if I can find it. Yeah, let me see if I can find this. Bears had asked a question. And uh, I want to see if I can highlight it. It always makes it nicer whenever I can put it up on the screen. We, we might go a little long today because technically I don't, it's not like I'm on a hard break. So Bears had said, uh, DST, is it worth it? I want to email all the flying monkeys to defend my action to protect my parents from my narc sister, uh, sister's exploitation. Not a single one has contacted me in over a year. Uh, my gut feeling on that is I wouldn't recommend it. Just because trying to convince flying monkeys of things generally doesn't, doesn't work. Uh, if you feel you need to, what I, what I would say is don't do it today. But if it's one of those things that you constantly are thinking about, and it's constantly in your head and you're stuck and you can't move forward until you, you try something, then, okay, I still wouldn't necessarily recommend it, and I would be very cautious of what you say and how you say it, but uh, if you feel like you can't move forward unless you do something like that, okay, then do that, but I would... Uh, I, personally, I wouldn't recommend it. Trying to convince flying monkeys of anything is a colossal waste of time. People who have, who are on Team NARC or Team X, I mean, your situation is your sister, so your team adversary, we'll say it that way, they've already made their choice. They've already decided who, who they pick. I mean, if you're an outstanding debater and... Uh, you know, maybe there's a chance. It just isn't worth it. Like I know there's people that uh, had a pick Team X that there was nothing I could do to convince them of anything other than what they believed. And uh, some of those people made my my life incredibly difficult at work because they brought that crap into my uh, into my work. 
And uh, there's nothing I could do to convince that son of a bitch to stay out of it. And then what happened is, is I was in, in this particular situation, you had that guy and his wife were friends with the ex. But he, let's see, so he worked for, this is back before I had to step down. So I was like two or three levels above him in the food chain. And he did something stupid and got in trouble. And what he did to try to get out of being in trouble is he said, the only reason I'm in trouble and the only reason I'm being punished for this security violation is because of Dwayne and because I'm friends with his ex. And he's trying to ruin my career, not because of what he did, but because of me. And that went on for years and years and years. And the dude would, every time he would screw up, he would always try. And he, he just got in this thing where everything started going to crap for him. But he would turn around and say, well, the only reason I'm in this situation is because of Dwayne. If that would have never happened before, then these, 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 all these things, you know, wouldn't have happened. And it's just, it's, uh, it's one of those things where it's just, you, you really, it's like pick your battles. Um, so... So the quick version is, is I wouldn't recommend it, Bears. But uh, I also understand that there's things that I had to do because I just was so sick and tired of dealing with it that I needed to do it at the time. Suing the ex in small claims court. Realistically, probably not my best, probably didn't help me overall emotionally it did right getting her to pay uh the bills for at least a few years helped me you know it, it so there is a there is a a conflict there within yourself where you have to basically make the decision of of well, let me back up what i mean is, is sometimes you make decisions that i wouldn't necessarily recommend however until you do something like that, you can't let it go. So I don't know. Does that make sense? <clears throat> if you guys uh, uh, throw in the comments if, uh, if what I just said makes sense or if I need to clarify that. <laughs> I'm not sure what this was, but I'll say this. Alex says, did you, did you all spend your money on Black Friday or did you all? I see. I thought you said spend all your money on Black Friday already. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I, that's right. I forgot about that, guys. Um, I mean, especially for most of us who are in, uh, in financial ruin and turmoil. Uh, remember that this today and over the weekend and Monday, you have Black Friday deals and you have Cyber Monday deals. And a lot of people are doing Black Friday deals now. So if you're trying to find, trying to make your dollars go a little bit farther so that you can have something under, under the tree whenever, if you get to see your kids, uh, take advantage of it. I know I had to back in the, back in the day when it was like the budgets were really tight and it's like, oh crap, how do I maximize? So on that, let's see here. I don't even... I guess we have decent numbers today. I was just looking down. I hadn't looked at the, uh, I hadn't looked at the, uh, the, the, the live people on the stream. (laughs) 
hadn't even thought about that. Black Alex says, Black Friday on your private coachings? You know, I don't even know how to do that. How to do, uh, that's an interesting idea. I didn't even think about it. So, um, good point. I don't know. I'll have to, see, I'm not a very effective business, uh, uh, what do you, whatever you call it. So, that's funny. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. All right. Let's see what else has got. What else? Let's see what else moderator Debbie has highlighted. Oh, no. Oh, I got to find this one. Uh, as I'm scrolling up, I will say that uh, this company that I use for my streaming software, they had a question and answer, and I asked, Three times I posted in there. Can you please add search into the comment slash reaction section? And they never answered my question or they didn't even acknowledge it. it was really, I was really bummed. I even asked early. Come on, where is this? All right. Well, Hippie Chick says this is a question and I, and I can't find it to highlight it. So I apologize. But the question was, I tend to repress everything then explode once a month. He records me to make me look crazy. What can I do? You, you need to absolutely make sure that you do not explode once a month on film. If you need to go privately someplace and scream into a pillow or go out into the woods and make a bunch of noise <clears throat> or, or whatever, do that. If you are at the point where you think you're going to explode, hippie chick, then, I mean, unless it's a, you know, ha don't put yourself in the situation, right? I mean, if you're talking, my, my fear is that it's happening during transition with the, with the kids. And guys, and if that's the case, let me say this. Please, for the love of God, set up your transitions as drop-offs and and if if at all possible like the way i do it is you drop that you drive up or you know whoever's getting the kids the person drops them off and they go into the house you stay in your car you don't have to get out if uh if that's if that's not the way you have it set up because i think most people don't think about that uh, i initially didn't until things started going south. And then I'm like, Oh hell I do. I was trying to find every way I could minimize that personal interaction. So let's say hypothetically, let's say yeah, you can't do that. Then make sure someone's with you. If you can have someone else pick the kids up or do it instead of you, you know, not all the time maybe, but if it's, if you're feeling that you're, you've repressed everything and you're really angry and you're at that point, don't, don't put yourself into the situation because the problem is you do that and you explode. You know, no one's seeing the finger, you know, the boop, boop, boop. All they're seeing is your reaction. And people don't look at it in the context. It, uh, they look at it as, as what's happening and it'll absolutely hurt your credibility. So I don't know if, if, uh, HC9, uh, HC9 says, Hippie Chick, you need to get some counseling. Watch some of Chris Godinez uh, and Dwayne has her on, <coughs> excuse me, 
watch Chris Godinez. She's actually is pretty good. Um, probably you need some extra techniques to help you. I mean, maybe even the CBT, the cognitive behavioral therapy could help. So, all right. And I don't know if, I don't know if that person's still on. Hopefully they are. And they heard that. Let me just to add on to that. What I, what I used to do, there were a few times where I would not go to a school function because I was so, I was in such a bad spot emotionally and mentally that I didn't want to risk it. Cause I knew that if I did anything, it just wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't help. And typically what would happen is, is there'd be a school function and the ex would drop some bomb on me, like, you know, the day before. So there was like one or two times where I just said, Hey, I got to work. I can't make it to the event because I wasn't sure of how I was going to perform for lack of a better word in front of, uh, in front of the ex. So I like this. Tim says, don't talk to them. Stay in the car, gray rock them. Uh, explosion is bad. It is. I did that once. I did do, I did screw that up once on an IEP, which is an individual educational plan for our son. And I was, I was sick. I wasn't feeling well. And, uh, walked up to her. Everyone had told me she had gotten purple hair. And I remember walking up and she had purple hair and I'm like, it's like, wow, your hair really is purple. She made some comment, you know, oh yeah, it is. And then she's like, oh, are you not feeling well? And I fucking, I lost it. I was like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, just stop. It's like, as if you, you know, beep, 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 care. And it was, uh, it was not a good performance. And I went off and then it just progressively got worse. And she actually remained calm. I was the one who was getting loud and, uh, um, you know, but she was good at that. She was good at, you know, oh, oh, are you angry? Why are you so angry? Why? You know, it's like, <laughs> because you've destroyed everything, you witch. Um, she, I remember in that conversation at one point, she's like, well, you know, if you, we were talking about medical, because I, I, either I just sued her or I was getting ready to. And I'm like, are you going to pay medical? I'm working on it. You know, it's like, oh, but you can buy a new car. You got a new car so you can pay for that. You just can't pay all these medical bills. And then she tried to say, she's like, well, why don't you just let me have, have a uh, hundred or 51% custody of our son and I can get him on welfare and uh, then the medical will be covered from that. And I'm like, go F yourself. So that was a, uh, that was, I would highly encourage you not to do that. Uh, I remember right after that, when I told Debbie what happened, she was like, oh my God, you did what? You said what? I'm like, I don't care anymore. And I was just, like I said, I was tired. I was sick and I wasn't thinking clearly. And I was very lucky that that did not turn into a restraining order or anything else. What she ended up doing is just using that, like when we, no, actually, you know what? Now that I mention it, that was before we went, before I sued her in small claims court. Because when we went to the mediation for small claims, that's what she said. Oh, you, do you know what he said to me two months ago? And 
what does that have anything to do with this? You know? So anyways, let's see. Um, Oh, okay. Hippie chick is still on. Let me see if, uh, thank you for all the help. Oh, good. I'm glad you were able to, to see the comments and uh, hear that part for your question. Let's see. Uh, where, where, oh, where is all this stuff? Where are we at? Oh, shell of a crab. It says DSD mediation completed and surprise, surprise, no agreement achieved. X now stating she wants to reduce existing arrangement to every other weekend. Also stated she is now considering moving cities. Fucking my God, these people, I swear to God, you know, where, where is the, where's the Amazon link for that damn book that they follow? Yeah, shell of a crab. That is such a standard tactic. And typically what happens is, is they realize that, oh, crap. If I let them have more time, it puts me in a bad situation. I want them to have the worst time possible. So before, you know, let's just arbitrarily change it. And shell of a, so here's the deal, shell of the crab. Shell of a crab. If you get in a situation where she arbitrarily makes that agreement, arrangement, or changes it, you know, turn, turn you had some other agree, agree, agreement, and now all of a sudden it's, every other weekend and now she wants to move she's doing the move because she wants to try to try to get full custody it's a standard freaking tactic they sit around they go oh crap you know i'll get full custody i can move they'll never be around and it'll be great so just say no and uh just start going through the process and you know i'm if if she gets full custody sole legal custody, then you're kind of hosed and she'll have the ability to do that. But, but everyone starts out that, I mean, they, not everyone, but most of the people in this situation, they, that's exactly the standard tactic. The other standard tactic, which is more evil, is that they start throwing in those false uh, silver bullet allegations like, oh, oh, I just realized that Shell of the Crab, um, you know, is doing inappropriate stuff with our children. Especially tough when they're young, when they can't really communicate it. And then you're like, holy crap, lady, what the hell? So. All right, tumblers. Let's, let's grab this one. All right, Tumblr says, uh, <clears throat> do you and your ex going to pay for your kid's college education or no? I'm, I'm hosed, dude. I can't. Uh amazingly enough, I mean, I paid to do all the applications. I took my daughter down to the university she wanted to go to, did all that. Uh, I would not put myself on the loan because at the time I had some stuff, I had to redo the car. I had some, and I had a security clearance, uh, crap, I shouldn't have said that. But anyways, I had a review that was coming up and, uh, I needed to make sure that my numbers were were well. The problem is, is I'm still basically just treading water. Uh, my hope had been, I mean, to be perfectly honest, since you guys are all my friends, I had hoped <clears throat> that this channel would have blown up and been getting more views and, and earning more money and that I would be in a better situation to support, support the kids. Uh, unfortunately, 
maybe fortunately, I don't know. It's just the, it's just the way it is. That hasn't been the case. Not not to say that the back end and the and the AdSense and the coaching and stuff hasn't helped. I mean, it's been a lifesaver. I mean, to be perfectly honest, especially when my rent went up, how to the channel covers the buffer <laughs> to keep me afloat. So right now, what I'm on, I'm just focusing on the next three years. I have a plan to pay off. Uh, the car will be pay, paid off, and hopefully it'll keep running so I don't have to replace it. I have two consolidation loans that will be paid off around that same time, and then my my last child falls off. So if I can stay alive <laughs> for another three years, then I'll be in a situation where financially... Well, see, here's the problem is I'll be in a situation where I have I have... I'll be in a better spot, but then I still have a bunch of credit card debt. I mean, I still have, I don't want to say the number, but a sig- basically a nice car payment that I'm still just sitting there and the balance is just, I'm just doing minimums on. So it's just, it's not going, it's, you know, barely going down. And, uh, which means effectively that in three years, that balance is still going to be the same. And, but I mean, it's again, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about with that last caller. I am in a situation where, I mean, it's like, okay, it, that's my reality. Uh, if I could, if, if it wouldn't risk my career to go bankrupt, I probably would consider it because, <clears throat> you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm hosed, you know, I, uh, so I would love to be able to do something for my kids for college. Unfortunately, I can't, um, what the ex did when she signed the I was surprised. So, so for my daughter, because I don't have any money to help her with, uh, you know, monthly expense or anything. I mean, the most I, I did is I got her a damn new phone. So I'm paying for that, right? I mean, I'm still paying on that. And uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, it's not exactly what I wanted, right? I mean, and, and the sad part is about all this is I had in my grandiose little plan of my life, I fully expected that, that, uh, I was going to be in a position to help my kids like everyone else does. And I, I had to let that go because it got erased. So, um, and if you're in this situation, you may be in the, you, you may be in the same situation. You might be looking at it going, Holy crap. You know, I wanted, my whole plan was to have the resources and the money to be able to help my kids and now you can't, you know, but, but there's a lot of people who can't, right? There are a lot of people who, who aren't going through a divorce, but are working low, you know, low level jobs and, and don't make the income to be able to plan for that. You just have to, um, you know, you just like, you got to rebaseline your life and say, okay, you know what, this isn't what I was working for. I wanted to, I mean, hell, I wanted to be able to pay for a car, you know, have my kids have a car, be able to pay the car insurance. I can't do that. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I have a Bronco that's dilapidated sitting outside that I turned non off because I couldn't afford the the car insurance and I couldn't afford the, uh, the yearly, um, DMV fees. Granted, I'm in California, so they like to charge a lot for crap like that. So, I mean, it's tough. So uh, let me know if that answered your, your question on that. 
My Tumblr says, I agree with not paying for it. My parents didn't pay for it, and I wouldn't want them to. It's not their life or responsibility in the future. I will only pay half of the balance after scholarships. Yeah. Oh, and what I was going to say on that is the ex actually um, did do the loan. Because uh, when it came down to it, on back on the, the loan stuff to cover the rest of it. So unfortunately, my, my daughter is just incurring a ton of debt. Um, and it's a, it's a bit of a risk because, I mean, the hope is, is that once she's finished with her animation degree, that she'll be able to find... See, the, the thing is, is what kids are, what, what people don't realize, and I, maybe I do because I just, I, I do the YouTube thing, so I see some of the back-end numbers, is that if you could throw your talents to that, like I've tried to encourage my, uh, especially my artist kids to do some social media stuff or create a character, or create something that you can monetize. And, uh, they just haven't done it because they're, it, it, <clears throat> the, the, uh, um, what do you call it? The, uh, it's, I'm, I'm basically talking about like scaling it up. Right. I mean, the, I can't remember what the first word is, but basically what I'm trying to say is like, like take this channel, right? If, if my channel popped and people are like, Hey, this knucklehead with his silver microphone, you know, we like listening to him and it sound and, and we tune into the show and let's say the numbers were super high and, and every video got, uh, you know, 5,000 views or 10,000 views <clears throat> or more that equates to money, right? I mean, that, that would, that would, turn things or that would that would be a different situation um you know obviously i'm not i mean money is a part as a part of it i don't want to talk about that but i mean there's more to it for this channel than that right i mean if i was doing this just for money i wouldn't spend my time doing this i would do a tech channel i would do some other things i i mean some other things i do have on the back burner but i feel drawn to this topic i feel drawn to you guys because i remember what it was like going through this and not having somebody I could really relate to. So I keep doing this because like, like, okay, take the caller, right? When I talked to that guy, when he finally got to me, the, the, the from the earlier in the show, he was ready to give up. He was calling me up basically to say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I got this PTSD with court. They're going to win. I'm, I've dumped so much money. And he was ready to quit. And, uh, and, he did, and look at it now, right? I mean, had, I mean, he would, I made a video, the, or I titled a live stream the other day, you know, what did I call it? You know, grabbing a defeat out of the hands of victory. That's where he was at. Yeah, I don't remember what I called it. Oh, yeah. Do not claim defeat. At, well, I'll just pull it up. The, this one right here. Do not claim defeat. Oh, my mouse isn't showing up. Why is it not showing up? There it is. Uh, out of the hands of victory. And that's part of the reason why, why I do this stuff is because I'm just, I, I want to help people get to the other side of this to where they get their lives back that, that, you know, you're at that point, like that last caller where it's like, you know, man, you know, life's getting better. So anyways, all right. So I'm looking at the different comments. Hopefully that tirade wasn't, uh, it wasn't a big deal. 
or you guys don't mind it. I will grab this one. Hippie Chick says, my car is paid for and he gets a new truck every two years. He is a spender. I am concerned if something happens to him, responsibility, responsible for those spending habits. Um, hopefully you're not saying you're responsible for it. The, the, the other thing is, guys, and this goes into the black hole thinking, uh, which is, let me pull this up, which is... Um, Aw, thanks, Alex, for becoming a channel member. I appreciate that. But the uh, bla uh, the black hole thinking video, one right. I'm, you know, I need to tell them that the mouse doesn't show up anymore. I used to be able to point on that. <clears throat> it's a video in the middle. Excuse me. Anyways, um, you you got to be careful thinking about and ruminating about what your ex is doing, what they're able to get away with. It's it's one of those things where it just doesn't serve you, right? And I'm not saying that uh, that hippie chick was saying that. I'm not, but I know for me for a while there, back in the day, whenever I was living on the under thousand dollars a month, and I'm hearing that the ex is going here and going there and going on a vacation and on a on a road trip or whatever, and I'm like, what? You know, and you and you're comparing your life to theirs. You you gotta just just focus on yourself. You know, I mean, like somebody else had mentioned that their their ex is a millionaire uh, and won't pay for college. Yeah, this one right here, Tim. My ex is a millionaire and won't pay for the kids' college. I am broke, but we'll try to figure it out. But the but what the 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 thing you don't want to get caught into is like holy crap I'm financially ruined they're having living high on the hog it's like it doesn't matter you know it's like right now if my ex won the lottery my hope is that I would be like uh, that there wouldn't be a reaction there wouldn't be like you know an anger reaction or anything I'd probably be a little well I'm at the point now to where it's it's only a few years so I mean it's not like if she turned around and tried to take me back to court or something that it wouldn't be too bad but I mean it's just what my point on that is, sorry, let me get, finish my thought. And what I was trying to say is, um, I'm just looking at some of the comments to see what's going on. What I'm trying to say is it, it, you want to get to the point to where whatever's going on with them has no effect on you, that you're not, you're not going, Oh my God, I can't believe they got away with it. Or I can't believe they got a new car. Or, I can't believe they they moved to a better house or and conversely, you don't want to be in the situation where it's like, oh, cool, their car broke down. Oh, they're getting evicted out of their house. I'm so happy about that, right? You, what you really want is you want to get to the emotional state that it doesn't matter what happens with them. It doesn't matter whether they're doing positive or negative. It, you realize it has no effect on you and your daily happiness, and you don't want them in your head. I mean, that, that right there is the key. I guess I'm not going to click that. I just had a little notice pop up and I never clicked it before. But I, I got to be careful that it doesn't do anything weird. So anyways. All right. So I did that one. I did that one. Oh, let me see if I can find this one. Um, God, I wish there was a a search engine or a search thing in here. I'm looking for an Alex's comment. 
Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Where is it? Because I like this question. Um, I'm scrolling up, scrolling up. Man, it looks like there's a lot more comments than I anticipated. I hate scrolling on this stuff. Such a pain. They also need to do a thing to where I can queue messages, right? All right, I'll just read it. It says, uh, Alex, it said, uh, how, how much do you think the self-hypnosis you mentioned did help you? I get easy, frustrated, triggered by my ex and more often from my kids' behavior getting better, but wondering if the hypno... Oh, dude, it, it did help. It did help. Let me... Uh, what he's ta- I think what he's talking about... Let me pull it up over here. If you go on my website and you go to the resources tab, you'll get to some different things I mentioned. But one of the things is this right here, this, this hypnosis stuff. And... These, this, this mending your broken heart, getting over divorce, letting it go, unrequited love, and then they've actually updated the end of relationship pack helped out a lot. I, uh, um, that coupled with the therapy, and I would listen to these things I would, in the morning, in the middle of the day, and at night. And it, just, it helped reprogram my head on how I was thinking about, about things. So uh, if, if things aren't working, and you know you haven't uh, and you're like god dang it i'm i feel like i'm stuck and you're tired of being stuck give it a try you know try a couple of these things out now just full disclosure uh, i do get uh, affiliate link you know if if you go under there i mean if you if you go through my site and do it i get like a commission um if you if you buy a pack they're not that expensive so it's not like it's a lot of money but it, uh, dude, I mean, I, if it didn't work for me, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't recommend it. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then the other thing I would say is that is something that I never, ever, ever, ever would have even considered. It was so outside my character. Well, therapy was outside my, my normal mode. Uh, hypnosis is something I would have never considered. I just was tired of being stuck and I was looking for a way to kickstart to help me get, to get out of it. And it did help. And what I'll, and I know I've said this in the past, but one of the things that was really bizarre is most of those files, the first time I, I uh, listened to them, I had like an emotional, almost emotional breakdown because it was so relevant to what I was going through. Uh, and it just helped me to release some of the, some of the emo- pent up emotions beside, uh, beside it. Uh, inside of it or whatever. So yeah, I would definitely, uh, if you're, and I'm not just saying that to, uh, oh, there it was. You had just posted that. So I was looking up and your comment was, this is a comment that he had written so I can pull it up there. But uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I would definitely consider it. And I'm not just saying that because, you know, wow. Holy crap. Oh, you know, this is interesting. So, so you say I was looking at a, into a local hypnosis, but it was like 2000, um, too much. I actually was trying to find someone local. Um, there were a couple of people who are, are one person in my area that was on my insurance plan. So it wouldn't have been that bad, but, uh, um, it's just, I'm the town, that town is like an hour away and, 
doing appointment. It's just, it's, it's, it just became a, a problem. Uh, so that's why I did the hip. I bought the hypnosis files. Cause I'm like, you know what, whatever, I'll try it. You know, it's, I think the, I think what I spent probably was 50 bucks <clears throat> and it was like, okay, if it works great, if it doesn't work, then, uh, uh, you know, okay. I, I didn't lose a lot of money on it. Oh, thanks, man. Uh, oh, did, where did, oh, it hasn't popped up yet. There it is. Bronze Carter says, uh, did a super chat says just found your channel last week. I'm going to be a channel member. Well, thanks, man. Thanks for the super chat. And thank you for considering becoming a channel member. Uh, I appreciate it. Appreciate the support. So I saw a comment where, I don't know, Debbie probably answered it. Uh, where is it? I think, where'd it go? Where'd it go? Ah, there it is. Where is, where is Debbie a la Debbie? Technically, she's in the room over there. So she's doing the moderating from, from the house. So normally she does it from her house. But with Thanksgiving, you know, <clears throat> and the curfews, right? Because California, you can't be out after 10 right now. So uh, stayed here. Probably if we wouldn't have crashed so earlier, we would have considered doing uh, uh, a, uh, a joint a joint meeting or whatever, have her be on the show. Uh, sometimes it's harder whenever she's here because it's a different configuration as, a, as opposed to calling in or whatever. But my guess is, is that once we get to the point where the kids are with their mom and we have more flexibility and stuff, uh, we'll probably do a joint one in December. Especially considering that November is almost over, right? Monday's the Monday's it. <clears throat> so, God, we gonna what? How long are we? At? We're an hour and thirty minutes. God, I normally don't do long ones, so. Let's see. Let me double check to see if there's any other questions. Um, okay, so I did those two. Those are comments. And okay, so let's see. Oh, Scott. <clears throat> Excuse me, Scott. Whoops, hit the wrong button. We just became a member. So thank you, Scott, for doing that. I appreciate it. As I die on phlegm here. Neighbor 818 says, great show. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Uh, oh, this is funny. I tell her says, there should be a complete, uh, a, a comedy show solely about narc exes, the dumbest people you know, I'm sure that's what they he was going for. Actually, you know, there have been shows that really are about this stuff. It's just, you know, the sad part is, is some of those times we watched that stuff and laughed at it, not even realizing that uh, some of it's not that funny. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Oh, thanks, Scott. It says, long time coming. I appreciate that. So one thing I do want to, okay, so, so let's see, I don't know if I can, can I, will it show it? Let's see here. Okay. So first things first, I'll say this. 
the joint with the membership thing is, you know, if you're not familiar with it, YouTube allows for channel memberships to where it, 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 it integrates with, um, with the cha- you know, with YouTube. So, and there's different tiers. So, you know, I mean, the lowest tier is one ninety nine. And, and after discussion with people, some of the tier stuff where it's like, okay, you know, uh, I do go ahead and just list everybody at the end of the show. Um, no matter what your tier is, I initially was thinking that maybe some people wouldn't want it listed on that. If it's the case, if you don't want yourself listed, just make sure you let me know so that I can pull you manually, pull you out of, uh, out of that. Uh, the other thing is I do have a discord. That's when you go to the main page and this little icon right here, the discord icon, if you click that, that'll bring you into a Discord invite link. You only have to do it once. Uh, once you accept, don't please don't do it multiple times because it'll create new accounts for you or, or walk you through that process, which can be confusing to you and, and just creates extra, extra problems, I guess. Once you're in, you can uh, just go into discord.com uh, if you want to use, use the web version. Uh, if you become a channel member, there is a way to link YouTube and excuse me, um, discord so that the memberships, if you are a member, it'll give you into certain areas that are on that. So, um, that is another resource and most of the, and, and there's the only thing I do on that is I do have private areas. Let me see. How do I get back out of this? Uh, I do have private areas so that that are not behind, not behind the membership thing. And, uh, aw, thanks. Namaste for the super chat. Whoops. I keep hitting, I keep, everything keeps moving up. Oh, wow. Let's see here. Thank you so much for that. For the super chat. I appreciate that. Anyways, what I was trying to say on the discord is whenever you get into it, if you do not DM me saying, hi, Dwayne, I am Bill Smith on on a YouTube and love your channel. And I'm going through this. I'm not going to add you into the back end to where you can see all the other stuff. So there's a lot of people who follow the link. They get in and they never, if, if you don't close the loop, the only caveat on that is if you're somebody who, who is active in the chat and I recognize your name and I already know who you are. Sometimes I will allow that person and I'll go ahead and just add them the permissions to where they can see it. But otherwise, I won't. So, and all you got to do, and the 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 automated system is kind of messed up for some reason because it it's supposed to say "Welcome to the Discord," DM at DSD Dwayne in the thing. All you got to do is click on my name, say drop a message, and just say hi, I'm here, and this is who I am. Um, but typically, there's people on there who will say, "Hey, welcome." Make sure you you know when it doesn't when that thing system fails. It'll, um, it will, um, so other people will do it. It's a smaller, tight knit group of people. It's outside of Facebook and uh, all the other stuff. So you uh, have a little bit more anonymity. The system allows you to direct message other people. So if you, if there's somebody in the chat that you really want to get a hold of, I would absolutely encourage you to use that as your method of communication Please do not put phone numbers and your email addresses into the comments. Every once in a while, someone does it, and typically uh, Debbie will delete that because I just don't want you know you don't you don't need that exposure. And you can even video 
chat or audio chat through Discord. Anyone who's a gamer, normally Discord is a gaming platform, but it's uh, fortunately it's free. Doesn't cost any money to set up, which is amazing. I don't know how they pull that one off, uh, which is great, right? I mean, it's we've been. I've had the DSD Discord for a few years now. And it's been a great, uh, great resource. So, did I miss anything else? So I hit that one. Oh, KR8 had to take off. Yeah, I'm running a little later, so I'm sure people are like, hey, you know, normally I tune in for the hour. Uh, oh, Bears. Bears says, I'm technically disadvantaged when it comes to Discord. I can't tell where other people are chatting and I can't find the members only group. Uh, I'll ping you after on this um, and try to help you with that. Cause unfortunately there are some steps you have to do to turn the member only part on. But, uh, uh, and then I'm not sure what, maybe you can just DM me and I can help you with, uh, with what's happening on, on that. I think my coffee's starting to run out. <laughs> Danielle says, good morning, Dwayne. I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Well, thank you very much, and I hope you did as well. So, all right, are there any, any other final questions before we start wrapping this up? Uh, let me click here. I'm just double-checking. Yeah, Okay, so John says, uh, same here. I'm a little Discord challenge. Yeah, guys, just just DM me. Um, you know, if you're unless you if you can't get, if you're having problems getting into it, if that part's a problem, every video has my uh, my email, which is Dwayne at DadSurvivingDivorce.com. Send me a note saying, Hey, I'm having problems, and I can either try to send you an email directly to try to get, do it, or we can find another uh, another um, method to help get you on there. It is a little confusing. I, I will say when I first did it, uh, I had someone else walk me through it and show it to me. I didn't even really realize it was a thing. Someone else was like, hey, you should actually, it was merge. He's like, man, you should do a discord. I'm like, what discord? What the hell's a discord? He's like, here, let me show you. So he showed me and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Uh, actually, can you, you, people ha have done it to where they'll use like a uh, Patreon interface with it too. And it'll be like a, 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 uh, extension, I guess, kind of like I'm doing with the YouTube thing, um, to, uh, control permissions and stuff. So it's, it's an interesting <laughs> merge says, yes. Why me? Cause you're a bad influence. No, actually not a bad influence. Actually, that was a, that was, I think that's a pretty cool thing. Um, you know, it's just, I mean, it's a subset. You guys saw when I hit the button on that, it was only like 300 and so, how many people did it say was on it? Let me see if I can go back over there. Uh, all right. So if I click click here again to the invite. Three, wow, 379. 379. There's 27 people who are currently online right now. So, um, yeah. All right. So let's see. What did I miss? 
What aren't you allowed to do? Oh, diagnose. Yeah. Yeah, just, uh, you know, it's interesting. Well, let me put a basic, well, I'm not going to highlight that, but never mind. Never mind. All right, guys, we are at an hour and 40 minutes. Uh, pretty good. I love the caller today. That was awesome. Um, thanks for hanging out with me. Let's see if there's any Let me last minutes. I don't see any last minute things. Uh, appreciate you guys. I thank you so much for the super chats today, uh, the donations. It really helps. And the new channel members. I'm always excited for channel members. And uh, on that, we'll just wrap this up. So let me turn this down a little bit. There we go. Man, we made it through a week. Made it through, if you're not in the United States, through a holiday. Good good days. I'm ready to just get some more coffee and just chill out. But talking about channel members and everything, I do want to say thank you to everyone who, all the new ones, and uh, I'm right now scrolling on the screen are the list of the channel members who have so graciously clicked the button and are supporting the channel. I really appreciate that. Guys, have an outstanding weekend, and we will see you on Monday.